peace be upon you, brothers and sisters. Today, I find myself in a new and awkward position, if I'm honest with you. I am tasked with preaching the, um, the sermon for Palm Sunday in a time in the COVID-19. And during this time, we cannot worship together. And that then means that I'm not preaching in front of a congregation. Moreover, I'm preaching in front of a video camera. And that means that this is a form of media, not so much as a performance. And that leads that there will be two groups of people who will be watching this. First group of people is a finite group of people who will be watching it during the pandemic. For you, you experience as much as I do. Your questions are my questions. And I have great sympathy for you. There's another group of people who is a little bit, it is a larger group of people, probably, and it is a group that is an infinite group of people. These are people who are going to be watching this after the pandemic. For you, it's much harder for me to get inside your heads because you're experiencing this as a historical artifact. For most of you in that second group, you know the outcomes. You, it is easier for you to make sense of what has happened because you know those answers to those questions we cannot have. And in that way, it's harder for me to get inside your heads. You may want to view this piece of media trying to understand how, pe how Christians in our time and our place try to make sense of this and our faith. There are also probably some of you who are looking at this where you're facing a new and novel, maybe pandemic, maybe global crisis, and you're trying to learn from the past how we made sense of this. I pray earnestly for each one of you who watch this that you might find what you need to do to get through this thing which we call life and that God might be there for you in that and that God might speak through me to you. That is my humble prayer for you. You know, we live in trauma. A trauma is a clear moment in time when there is universal change, while the eternal things remain consistent. In this day, we have, those who lived through this have lived through their worlds changing before their eyes. And yet, there are certain things that remain the same. Honey still tastes sweet. Lemons still taste sour. When we live into our humanity, we live so that all might experience the best that we are. But when we let fear rule our lives, we will be destroyed by that outcome. But how do we make sense of the good news in this time? Karl Barth 
is alleged to have said to preach the gospel is to hold the, the, the scriptures in one hand and to hold the newspaper in the other. Yeah, what does that mean in this time and in this place? How do we do this when there is so much bad news? How do we make sense of our faith? How do we find good news? Well, I think it is in understanding the life that Christ is the Messiah. As Christians, we celebrate that Jesus is the Messiah. Today is Palm Sunday, when we hear again those familiar lines, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes, is coming the kingdom of our ancestor David. There's a real challenge in that. There's a real challenge in preaching this because it is very each easy to preach Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday without forgetting the passion. In this way then what people ha what preachers have to do is that they have to make some type of sense of that to make some sense of what it would have been like and the way we do this is by asking a question. What would it have been like to have been there, to see this man that you had hoped to be the one to redeem Israel, to be hung on a cross to die? How would you make sense of that? How would you see that radical transformation? To be honest with you, for the people who are living in this time and this place, it is very easy to understand that type of radical transformation for we have experienced it in our lives when we had thought we were protected now no longer. Yet how do we live out of this confession that Jesus Christ is the Messiah? What does that claim that Jesus Christ is the Messiah mean in this time and this place? Who is Christ for us? When I look at scripture, when I look at the confession of the church, I find that Christ is the fulfillment in person of a covenant made with me which, with that which creates, sustains, and redeems my life. And in that, there are consequences of that covenant that nothing on earth can separate me from the love which creates, sustains, and redeems me, and that while I might walk through the shadow of death's valley, God has gone there before me, and Christ's life, death, and resurrection shows me a path through that valley and makes that path possible for me. And while my condition may not ever be perfect, it is better because of that. What does that mean in this time and this place? That in the midst of me trying to find meaning in this time and this place requires me to 
and it allows me to feel Jesus Christ's love reaching out throughout history and helps and it feels as if Jesus Christ is holding me in the midst of my suffering and in doing that I can hold others in their own suffering. It also helps me understand that death is not the enemy. In the Gospel we hear that in life and in death we belong to God. That, and that is the good news that God forgives and reconciles us through Christ and in that space we are then given an opportunity to do likewise for others. What does that mean? What does that mean as in our lives? How do we live that out? This is the discipline of the Christian life, to live out of those beliefs. Living in a way that forgives and reconciles one another so that the existence, so in our existence we have less suffering. And that while we cannot stop suffering, we at least make it bearable by bending the suffering curve. Forgiving and reconciling. Forgiving is about letting go of the past so that it does not preordain the future. In this way, then, we are not bound to the past and to what has happened. So much of human life is wasted trying to make sense of that which cannot be made sense of. But if we are able to forgive, we can let that go and we can live into something that may be better. And that's where reconciliation comes in. It's not about blaming oneself or another for what has happened in the past, but about holding oneself and others accountable for a better future. This leads us to come to a kind of stark understanding about the nature of suffering. You know, suffering happens in the world. And feeling bad is as much a part of life as feeling good. And I would argue we do the worst amount of suffering when we try to run away from that truth. And when we cannot accept that. But if we are able to accept it, I think something happens that is maybe counterintuitive. First, we accept that we cannot get rid of suffering. But then it gives us an opportunity to think about how we might lessen it. You know, in this time, we talk about bending the curve of the pandemic, right? Well, I think that's true with suffering also. We are trying to bend the pandemic curve so that we don't overextend those who are caring for us. In the same way as we need to bend our suffering curve so that we don't overextend our own abilities to deal with that and to help others deal with us with our suffering. But how do we do that? You know, it comes back to finding where is our happiness. The more I live, the more I come to 
to understand that happiness is not about getting what we want, but it is about wanting what we have. And in this moment, I've come to realize that is a unique thing. These past few weeks, I, we have found a, that we are living in a new world where we have to let go of those old plans and norms. But here's the thing, I feel if we can let go of that and see that there is a new opportunity to create a new and maybe even better world. How do we make that real in this context? How do we make the gospel real for us in this context? For me, at the end of the day, it's about seeing that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. To see that in his life, death, and resurrection, we have a hope. That while everything might change, God's love will be with us forever. And to know that in that knowledge, we can lessen the suffering for ourselves and for those around us. And that's what I hope for you for today and forever. Amen.